Bhagavad Gita is a book of mankind's collected experience of and answers to life's most basic questions. Who I am? From where do I come? What is my purpose and destiny? And most practically, how do I find happiness? These podcasts originate in the lectures of Neil Bhatt, a disciple of Swami Chinmayananda. They are presented here in 20 to 30 minute segments, each covering three of the Gita's 701 verses. Welcome to Gita Wisdom for Daily Living. So we had been discussing chapter 3, Karma Yoga, Yoga of Actions. In chapter 2, you learned that the self which I consider myself, this BMI, this body and intellect, is not my real self. My real self is imperishable consciousness in me. And therefore, the goal of life is to unite with that supreme self. That's basically my goal. So it's called yoga. To unite with your supreme self is yoga. Swamiji explained that a small I, you have a bindi above which is separated from the I. When you write a big I, that bindi is now merged into that I itself. So that's the unification of the jiva which is considered itself to be different than the supreme self. Bhagavan said it's yoga. The means given to us is Karmasu Kausalam, dexterity in action will lead me to that unification. So action with balanced mind, which becomes perfect action, and I become very dexterous in my actions, will unite me to my Supreme Self. That's the goal laid out. And in chapter 3, now we are focusing on how one can become efficient in his action. He said, goal in life is to reach a point where there is no action left. So all my life I said I work hard to do what? To have a comfortable retirement. That's what we are all doing. And some of us have already done it. But the comfortable retirement only comes if I had been working very efficiently in my life and prepared for my retirement. So Bhagavan said, acting in this world efficiently will lead you to that goal of actionlessness. There is nothing to be done. But he said, by not performing actions, you will not achieve that actionlessness. To perform efficient action, you have to have focus. You will have focus if your senses are not running around in other things. So when I'm trying to focus on doing something, if my focus is scattered, then I won't be able to do it efficiently. In this coronavirus situation where the classes are on Zoom, when children are in the same room, it's somewhat easier to control them and have the focus on the teacher. But the children are sitting in a separate room in their homes, then it's very difficult because their senses will be running around what's in that room and it will be very difficult for them to focus on what teacher is teaching. This is what generally happens in our life too. Our focus, our senses are running around. And Bhagavan said just controlling those senses is futile if your mind is not controlled. So the first thing you have to do is Control your mind so that you can control senses, so that you can focus. The mind can only be controlled if it is under the control of the intellect. So the control of the mind from the understanding from the intellect, what is good for me, is what we basically had been discussing. I must because without acting, I cannot stay even for a moment. Even I can support my body. So I have ordained duties to perform in this world because I'm part of this universe. 
This universe is a product of a teamwork. This universe as it is, is because the constituent parts of the universe has been working together. So at our level, we can understand the prosperity of the society or a community or a country is not because what the policies the government has established, but how the individual citizen have acted. So United States at one point was an industrial country, we have the industries for our prosperity, big railroad companies, big oil companies, well industrial age is over, but we are still prosperous because we continue to innovate. Now we information technology, both the greatest technology companies are in the United States. So it is not what the government does, but what individual members of the society do together to create the situation. So this universe is as it is because of the teamwork of all its constituent parts. And because I am part of this universe, I have ordained duty. I have to be a team player, Bhagavan said. So we have seen the cycle, Annad Bhavati Bhutani. I am dependent on the food. The food is dependent on rains. Rains are dependent on yagna, the collective actions. Yagnas are dependent on individual actions and individual actions are dependent on the consciousness. Individual consciousness is there because of the supreme consciousness which is all-pervading. So at the end of the day, I am part of this team and I have my ordained duty. As long as I am part of this team, I have to do my duty. But he said, though individual actions done selfishly are binding. If I just do it for myself, they're binding. But if I do it for greater good, they're liberating. So selfless actions are liberating, selfish actions are binding. Therefore, Bhagavan said, you act for yagna, for greater good. If I reach a point where I'm not dependent on the society at all, I become atmanista, atmatrupta. So we have seen the definition of atmanista and aptatrupta, one who is not dependent on the world of objects for anything. He's self-content. He's the only one who does not have any duty. It also doesn't matter what he does or he doesn't do. So it is something like, in my deep sleep, I have no duties. No actions are required from me because in my deep sleep, I'm not dependent on anything, including my own body, my own mind. I'm not dependent on anybody. There is, there is no action. All the actions or the duties in my life is because of my attachment to the world of objects and beings. When I withdraw that attachment from the objects and beings and turn it toward myself, more I become established in myself, less I will have needs to act. When I become completely self-content, there is no duty. But once I, after that, what I've done and what I've not done, I'm not concerned with. So Bhagavan said that your goal should be now is to become that self-content person. To become one, Bhagavan said, tasmat asaktaha satatam karyam karma sam achara. Therefore, always perform actions which should be done without attachment. Now, we had been struggling with his attachment and detachment. So, the attachment 
is the very nature of my mind. My mind gets attached to objects and beings. Detachment is a violent act of detaching my mind from what it is already attached to. And it's like that commercial for the cooking pan. If you have a regular pan, you cook the food in it, the food gets stuck to that pan. So now you have to violently scratch that food out of that pan. Attachment has already occurred. Now I'm trying to detach it by scrubbing it violently to take the food out. And that's not really pleasant situation. So Bhagavan said, if you're a Teflon coated pan, you cook food in it, it doesn't get attached in the first place. Now there is no violence required to detach it because it's not attached in the first place. So all throughout our scriptures, the concept of asanga. Asanga does not mean get attached first and then detach it. I'm going to get attached to this world while I'm working because well, that's how the grossness live. He said, if that's the case, you'll have this violent detachment. In that process, something or someone gets hurt. A child is playing with a toy. And you say, no, it's a time to study. You take the toy away. You are doing your duty. But the child is unhappy. So, if you allow attachment to happen, it will always be difficult to detach. It can be detached, but it requires lots of effort. So a child, when he is the time comes, you have to remove the toy, but you have to explain to him why it is not now time to play. And therefore, let's put the toy aside, and then when, the time, when we are done with the studies, you will know our things, and then you will get this. So, there's a lot of efforts required to detach from what I'm already attached. Bhagavan said, better than that, don't get attached in the first place. Before you start your action, before you start cooking, select a pan which is Teflon coated. Therefore, you don't have to worry about scrubbing it. Prepare your mind before you perform actions for unattachment. That asanga, asanga is unattachment. Attachment never had a chance to take place. Tasmat asakta. Prepare your mind before you act that this action is my duty and I really don't have anything to gain out of it. What I need, Bhagavan has prepared for me. So, asakta satatam. It's not the once in a while I do selfless actions. So, what we consider selfless actions is some once in a while I do charities. Once in a while I take part in volunteering work and all that. But that's good enough. Bhagavan is not good enough. Good action is not good enough. You have to satatam. Tasmat asaktaha. Satatam karyam karma samacharaha. Constantly act in this world without attachment. For that, you have to prepare your mind that all my actions are nothing but offerings to the Supreme Lord who created this universe. Asaktahi achran karma param apnoti purusha. Acting in that manner. First, preparing your mind how to act, which does not create attachment. Then act constantly in that manner. Bhagavan says that is the way to achieve that unification with your Supreme Self. The question is, is that even possible? By the time we finish the sentence, we come to the conclusion, that's not possible. So Bhagavan said, no, no, it is possible. In past, great people have done that. So the next verse says, Karmani evahi sansiddhim asthita janak adayaha. 
in the past by actions alone the great people like janaka and others and swami ji mentions here aswapati janaka and aswapati so in lot of literatures janaka and aswapati go together as the two great kings who were atmanistha they performed their kingly duties but they were atmanistha they were established in this self both are mentioned in ramayana janaka is the father of sita everybody knows and aswapati father of kaikeyi both are related to bhagwan ramchandra kaikeyi's father was aswapati and sita's father was janaka they were somewhat contemporary they were both were considered atmanistha who managed their kingdoms without any attachment so if bhagwan said it is possible so if they could do it they could run their kingdoms without any attachment you should be able to run your daily duties your little sansar without getting attached loka sangraham eva api sampashan kartum arhasi it's not that i have created an unattachment and i don't want anything from the world so i don't do anything he said no no even for the betterment of the society for the preservation of the society you have to act so in this coronavirus situation lots of small businesses are probably facing this dilemma i had been working all my life i have developed this business i have enough savings do i really need to put up with this nonsense and continue this business or close my doors forever lot of businesses have closed they have concluded it's not worthwhile to continue this but once and no even though you don't need this your employees need you to continue this business they need employment if all the small businesses in this country decide this coronavirus situation is not conducive let's close our businesses and go home and be retired well there won't be any employment so even though you may not need this business for the sake of your employees the people who depend on you you have to continue put your effort loka sangraham eva api sampasyan kartum arhasi you arjuna is the royal prince and even though you may not want anything out of it but it is your duty to see the growth and preservation of the society and therefore also you should act so the bhagwan said first prepare your mind so it doesn't get attached to the actions then act in this world selflessly keeping in mind that you have a duty to even preserve this society and the community and your larger goal other than your own in the swami chinmananda and even i heard swami vivekananda saying that if i was selfish enough i'll just go to himalaya the city in a cave and become realized and i'm done with it but that's not the goal my goal is to come out in this world and preach people teach people what is right how to act how to lift yourself out of your miseries and also lift the society along with it so both swami vivekananda and swami chinmananda tirelessly worked all their lives for just the betterment of the society so it's loka sangram eva api sampashyan kartum arhasi you should act for the others only how i should i said you should act appropriately so that you become a role model yat yat acharati shreshtha tat tat eva itaro janaha 
this is the statement of fact. It's a psychological fact Bhagwan is stating here. Bhagwan is the greatest psychologist. The Bhagavad Gita can be a book of psychology. How a human psychology works at an individual level, at a group level, an average human being is a follower. Because we have herd mentality, all animals have herd mentality, and because we are animals, we also have herd mentality. We're going to follow each other. We're going to follow the leader. So now, if you are a leader, your responsibility is to lead the herd in the right manner. You know, when we were in Africa, this wildebeests, they will just follow each other to a point that they will drown themselves and die because the herd is going through that stream or the river or whatever. So the leader is responsible to make sure that he does not take the herd through a dangerous river. But that doesn't happen in the case of wildebeests. You know. But if you're an intelligent being, as a leader, your responsibility to act in a manner, the people who are following you, they prosper and they grow and they don't get hurt and they don't perish. Yadyat acharati sreshta purusaha tattat itaro janaha. That's a reality. Sa yat pramanam kurute lokahatat anuvartate. Whatever standard he sets, other people will follow. So we're going to say, if you are a leader, if you are the leader of the country, if you are a leader of a community, you must act in a manner which is appropriate so it becomes a standard for all the people who are following you. So in Sanskrit we say, yatha raja tatha praja. As the king, so are his subjects. Now, if I don't consider myself to be a leader, Bhagavan said, you are mistaken. You are a leader at some level. Then we always have somebody who is following you. Consider you as a role model. At the basic level, you as the leader of a, of a family, as a, as a parent, you are a role model for your children. So that's at the basic level. If you are a owner of a company, your employees, you become a role model. This joke I have heard that somebody came for a collection to a company and the boss had told the secretary that if he comes, just tell him I'm not here. The guy said, I'll wait. He said, he's not here. He said, okay, then I'll wait till he comes. Said, we don't know when he's coming. That's okay, I'll wait. The guy waited the whole day, but he never left. Finally, the boss was hiding inside. He came out and said, I just want to ask you one question. How did you know that I'm here? I know you waited because you knew that. I, I, he said, I knew every, everybody in your office were working very efficiently and very sincerely. If you are not here, that could not have been the case. <laughs> when I saw everybody working so sincerely, I knew you were there. <laughs> so, yat pramana hai kurude. As I do, people will follow me. So, at some level, without you knowing, you have become a role model. Bhagavan said, each one of us have a duty to act in this world accordingly, so we become a role model for someone. We'll stop right here. If you find this podcast helpful, please support it by donating any amount by going to the episode's website at neilbutt.podbean.com or at chinmayarichmond.com.
www.sbsradio.org thank you om sarve bhavantu sukhina sarve santu niramayaha sarve bhadraani pashyantu ma kaschit dukha bhag bhave om shanti 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 hari yo shri gurubhyo namaha hari yo